Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 685, recorded live on Saturday, May 22nd, 2021. And here are your hosts, the man who should have gotten some beans last week, Dave Pillay. Hi. And the man who has not heard a thing about them, Andy Lowe. Hi. Oh, I did get beans last week. Those beans. Yes, those beans. Yes, I did get those last week and tried them. I did indeed get them and try them. Thank you for the beans, Andy. Usually one does not refer to jelly beans as beans. Well, isn't that what they're, they're, they got, they call them like sport beans or something? I, I don't know what they called them. They're in the clo- in the pantry and I probably should honestly just throw them out. It's <laughs> like, not- they nasty. <laughs> No offense, dude. Like, thanks for sending them. They are nasty. Well, you 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 asked about them, and I'm like, well, shoot, I got Dave's address in my Amazon. Yeah, and it's like five bucks to send them. I assume yeah, how much it was, are, it was worth the five. Okay. By the way, I'm gonna be in your part of the state in like July. Yes, Kate's Late already July. got that uh, uh, written down. Cool. Okay. Just uh, yep. Yeah, no, I got beans last week, this week. It was, they were weird. Yeah, for those who don't know, we had talked about... Jelly bellies. Jelly bellies, yes. I was like, how did we get on that topic of those beans? And I'm like, oh yeah, no, I, I had the jelly belly beans when I went running. And you were like, what? What are those? So I, I, I searched them. It turns out, yeah, they're in stock on Amazon. So I said, screw it, and bought Dave a bag. And Dave... <laughs> Does did not, not like, them. like them. No, they they tasted like I was eating vitamins and not like the fun chewable kind. But like go to Whole Foods and pick up a bottle of B12 and chew on it and add a little bit of artificial flavoring. Hey, I, I like them when I'm running. So uh, I'm, I'm sure they're super convenient for runners. Yes. Assuming they do what they say they do. Worst comes to worst, they just give me some sugar, so that's a, you know. Yep. I also remember when you and I tried the five-hour energy drinks on our oh, way to God. Seattle. And, like, both of us just about threw up because they were so disgusting. That's oh. what the jelly beans remind me of. Oh, God. That's when I also learned I need to stay away from dairy while traveling. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Yeah. When you have a lot of acid in your stomach... <laughs> Throw in some dairy in there. Not good. Nope. So you got the beans. All right, I'll take that off I, my I, Ask Dave I about did this get the list. Beans. How long is your Ask Dave about this list? Right now, not very long. Okay. Kind of curious about what's on your Ask Dave about this list, but... <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh my god, I don't. I don't get this. What? My brother sent me a what? link of something on Facebook where a person takes a cake, uh-huh. store-bought cake. Oh, and fills it with sprinkles. Yes. I saw exactly the same picture just before we started. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Neither do I, because, like, there are better choices to fill a cake. <laughs> How about ice cream? How about cake? <laughs> that's, that's true. You've removed a large or section. Or at the very least, like mousse or frosting or something. I like ice cream, by the way. That's actually a really good idea. 
God, now I want some cake and ice cream, but the only ice cream we have here is Superman. Superman is a good ice cream. I know, but it's... That's all Isaac wants to eat is the Superman ice cream. It's a good ice cream. I got, um, speaking of ice cream cakes, uh, they, they had Vianetta at the store. Are you familiar with Vianetta cakes? Is that that, that, uh, it's, it's sort of like a bumpy cake, but it's not. Um, I'm not sure what a bumpy cake is, but go search for Vianetta ice cream. Okay. V-I-E-N-N-E-T-T-A. Vianetta cake. Oh, I saw, I actually saw, um, remember that show on History Channel? It was a Canadian show where they actually showed, like, the manufacturing process of various things. Okay. How it's made? I think, yeah, I think how it's made. Was that a Canadian show? I thought that was Mark Summers. I think how it's made was Canadian originally. Oh, it's now on the Science Channel. Supposedly still going on. Yep, How It's Made is a Canadian documentary television series premiered on January 6th, 2001 on the Discovery Channel in Canada and the Science Channel in the United States. Mm-hmm. I, they, they had a how, it, uh, how It's Made with that cake. With the Vianetta cake? Yes, I think you could probably just search How It's Made. V- yep, there it is. How It's you Made too. Vianetta. How It's Made Vianetta. Hey, How Vianetta is Made. That's very loud. Production line shots, Vianetta. And for some reason, the background music is Sandstorm. <laughs> well, they probably I do not. The background music is Sandstorm. Well, they probably didn't have rights to it, so they probably just replaced the audio. I don't think this is from how it's made. Oh. But I think this is literally just like someone's got production line footage. <laughs> And it is exactly what I thought it would be, which is to say, it's like just 10 different ice cream dispensers putting it in layers and then chopping it. Like, it, it really is just a really big, long thing of ice cream stacked on more ice cream, stacked on more ice cream. Is there anything really wrong with that? Nope. Oh, so answer me this, Andy. Yes. Tell me this. Is it just like an inside joke to the show that no one, no two characters pronounce Goa'uld the same way? (laughs) Or is it just the actors are like, fuck it, I don't care. That is an excellent question. I've heard it ghoul, gould, gauld, guauld, guauld, gould. Like, pick away and have some goddamn consistency. Don't know what to tell you. Oh, and Tokra, but that, that's, I guess, yeah. a special case. We did the, um, the like, hey, let's form an alliance with the Tokra episodes. That's where we are now. God, now, now you know what I want to do? I want to get... <laughs> Gotta go to Whippy Dip again at some point. Whippy Dip? Whippy Dip. It's out by um, Silver Lake Sand Dunes. Yes. It's served on a Frisbee, okay? So you get the Frisbee when you're done. Okay. Two piles of vanilla ice cream, two yeah. piles of chocolate ice cream, one pile of oh, twist wait, ice cream. Wait, pile is not a measurement. Give me, nope. like, I need more than there's a pile of ice cream. Well, let's see if I got a picture of... Somebody's bound to have taken a picture of this thing. Somebody, anybody. <clears throat> okay, okay, okay. There is an image. 
I will send this image to you. That's okay. Cute. Okay. Person for scale. Yes. So those look like Dairy Queen medium or larges. Probably yes. larges. Okay. So when you say a pile of, that's it's a it's, large. It's it's a large. Yes, They're, it's okay. a literal just pile. No, you can't just say a pile, Andy. A pile of ice cream is not a unit of measurement. I would constitute that entire platter as a pile of ice cream. Made of smaller piles. It's like infinity. No, you get you can't if a pile can be made up of piles, then it just doesn't mean anything. I'm putting this on the show topics so that people can see this. I'm just gonna call it pile of ice cream. There. There's a topic now. It's official. Yeah, when I worked at the uh, the summer camp up by there. Where a bunch is this of, place? Next to Silver Lake Sand Dunes. I'm going to pretend that I know where that is while I Google it. If you if you take 31 up, you're going to pass by Silver Lake Sand Dunes. Silver Lake Whippy Dip is next to Silver Lake. Cool. It is about halfway between Muskegon and Ludington. Ooh, there's, is there still a House of Flavors in Ludington? Yes. Because they closed the one in Manistee. Yes, which right now is just that whole section is all torn up. Well, I mean, the river walk was already, like, flooded twice in the last three years. Yeah, but they're building, like, a welcome center now for Manistee for the uh, the entrance to that uh, First Street Downtown area. Downtown area, yep. yeah. But yes, no, the one in Ludington is still around. Okay. Like, Muskegon to Ludington is still, like, an hour and a half drive. Yes. Might not be worth it. I'm sure there's an ice cream place in Muskegon. Probably. We're going to be staying just outside of Muskegon. You going to go see the um, submarine at all or no? There's a submarine in Muskegon? Uh, yes. Where is it on here? The USS Silversides. Yep, there it is. Yep. The Submarine Museum. I don't know. Maybe. Be looking for things to do that week. We're going to be hanging out with Laura's sisters, who are both bringing their eldest sons, but they're also sending their sons to camp for the week. So, like, it's just going to be Laura, me, and her sisters. So I don't know what we're doing. I'm I'm imagining we're going to sit a lot and read a lot of books. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Shit, I gotta read the book club book. Oh, no. What's the book club book? Uh, hold on, I gotta sign into Hoopla. I remember I, I remember I found it on Hoopla. Yeah, isn't that... You guys are probably meeting soon. Next week. Hence I gotta why, read the book, Andy. <laughs> yes, hence why I need to read the book. May 2021 book club? Tourist. The Tourist Attraction. Yes. By Sarah Morgenthaler. The Tourist Attraction. I can get it in audiobook and ebook. Yep. Alright, so if I get it in audiobook, I can listen to it while I'm driving. There we go. There you go. Especially since... So why... What, go what? on about the whippy dip. We we abandoned that topic because we found a picture. But, like, what... You're, you're craving it now? Because yes. we were talking about House of... Like, why? I'm craving ice cream that's not Superman ice cream right now. I see. And so your answer is whippy dip. Yes. Halfway between Muskegon... So that's, that's a three... Probably two hour, two and a half hour drive. Three hour drive. Yeah, what I really should do is actually just do plain whale ice cream. 
Andy, I bet you there's a Dairy Queen down the road from you. Oh, I know exactly where all the Dairy Queens in the Kalamazoo area are located and which Excuse ones are me, open. Sir. Excuse me, that would be the Dairy's Queen. What is this? Is this gen- inter- <laughs> Attorney's General? Right. Or the Surgeon's General? It should be the Dairy's Queen. No, that no, that doesn't sound right at all. <laughs> Neither does Attorney's General. Uh, it, it should probably be the Dairy Queens. But yeah. It's just a fun thing to poke at. Okay, so you are intimately familiar with the locations of the Dairy Queens around you? Yes, and which ones are open all year round and which ones are only clo- are only open during the summer months. Yeah. But my, my point stands, there has to be a better... Uh, more economical and just as as good solution to your ice cream craving than a three and a half hour drive to Whippy Dip. I know, which is what I said is going up to Plainwell's. Plainwell ice cream. I would point out you would not get to Whippy Dip until four in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they may or may not be open all year. Something tells me they are not open at four in the morning. No, most likely not. No, most likely not. You know, it will be open at four in the morning when it kicks off on the 4th of July. Many things kick off on the 4th of July. There's a lot of 4th of July stuff going on. Summer games done quick. Oh. SGDQ. I'm actually off of work that whole week. I have a friend coming to visit. So I decided to, you know, like, like I got nothing going on. Not teaching that week. I'm just going to take the week off. And now I know what I'm going to do with, like... All the time that I'm not doing anything else is I'm just going to have this running on the background because they posted the schedule and there's some cool shit in there. Oh, man. Batman, the video game. That was a pain in the butt. Yep. And you want to see someone just tear through it? SGDQ. Some pretty good stuff in here. A pacifist run of Ninja Gaiden. I believe that means they can't kill anything other than like the bosses. Huh. Cave story. Cave Story was such a cool game, and, like, I'm excited to see it speedrun because it's a really hard game. Like, really hard. Oh my gosh, somebody's doing a speedrun of Gone Golfing? Uh, I guess. Have, have you heard of this game? Nope. But it takes about 20 minutes to get to the true ending. That's what it seems, yeah. It's a combination of mini-golf and survival horror. <laughs> First-person golfing survival horror. Yep. Okay. Oh, somebody's going to blow through Grand Theft Auto 3 in an hour and 14 minutes. Okay. Yep. Any percent speedruns, man, they're just, like, they usually go so fast that you can't even keep up with what they're doing. Let's see. What's What are the long... Ooh, a six-hour run of Golden Sun. Those are the fun ones to watch. The, like marathon speed runs that take six to eight hours to complete like holy crap the the memory and the patience and the accuracy how do you think about practicing a six hour speed run because you're not practicing more than like twice a day yeah right like you can't wait why is why there's an hour and 45 minute run of factorio yep any percent so, I mean, they're just launching a rocket. There there aren't really any... Are there even other speedrun categories for Factorio? I like how somebody's going to do Black Mesa, which is Oh my the... god, there are other percents. Oh. There's a default settings. There's a 100% speedrun. The Steel Axe percent, which my guess is 
the fastest time to get the steel axe. So who can research this technology fastest? Any percent multiplayer. Somehow the any percent multiplayer is not notably faster than the any percent. Like, they cut off 20 minutes and that's it. Oh my god, there are several other getting on track like a pro. So speed run to the train. Any percent botless. Ooh, a botless run for 2 hours and 37 minutes. Super Mario 64, 70 star blindfolded. Somebody's going to be blindfolded for 2 hours and 15 minutes playing the game. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Like, yep. <laughs> or how about the all dungeons run of Breath of the Wild in two hours? Whew. I expect to see a lot of interesting tech on that one, on like their, their techniques and what they do. Super Mario Brothers 3, any percent warpless co-op. I think the co-op means that they're sharing a controller. Hang on, let me see if I can find the rules on this. Nope, no rules on that. Okay. <clears throat> but warpless means they have to go through each world, right? Like, they, they literally have to go through all the worlds. Dang, man. This is some good stuff this year. Super Metroid 100% race? Yes, please. I'm excited. Are you excited, Andy? Eh. You're I know what you're saying. You're about speedruns as I am. That's fine. I'm all right with that. You know what's also fast, though? Um... Sonic the Hedgehog? The new uh, Ford uh, F-150. The all When I think e- of an F-150, I do not think fast. Well, the all-electric F-150, which Ford uh, unveiled on Wednesday, called yeah. the F-150 Lightning. Yeah. 4.4 uh, 4 seconds from 0 to 60. What's the range? Well, that one is the um, extended range battery pack is the one that can actually accelerate that fast. Okay. What's the range? Uh, standard range has an estimated range of 230 miles. Nope. And Not going to ex- do it. The extended range. Yeah. Uh, estimated, estimated range of 300 miles. Not going to do it. <sighs> it's too bad. What, what are you trying to do? I need... At least 450 miles, because it's 400 miles door to door from my place to my parents' place. You're going to drive all 400 miles without stopping? I'll stop, but Andy, do you know how long it takes to charge those things? Oh, yeah, no, I know. I'm not stopping for that long. I'll stop to, like, go in, go to the bathroom, like, buy a candy bar. It's not like I have to stop for gas. You couldn't do the CCST either. Nope. Yeah, okay, so here we go. When the truck is connected to a 150-kilowatt DC fast charger, you can expect to add 41 miles of range in 10 minutes to the standard range battery and should charge from 15% to 80% in 44 minutes. Well, granted, when we stop at gas stations for the CCST, we are there. We always estimated an hour wait, right? Well, it took a half an hour. Was the like the the hour was to build in some some buffer time in case yeah. we were running behind. Uh, but we always assumed it would take like a half an hour just to literally get everybody run through the gas pumps. Right. Which people are like, why are you stopping at all these, you know, travel stops, and why aren't you stopping here? I'm like, because we have literally a dozen cars. <laughs> we 
we need to stop at a place that can handle that many vehicles. I remember we stopped at, at that one gas station in Coeur d'Alene, like the first year or something like that. <laughs> and we literally uh, had the cars wrapped around the block. Yep. I waiting think I was for people to- for that one. Oh, Coeur d'Alene. Cause Coeur d'Alene was right after my shift. Yes. Right. Like that's, that's where my shift ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I would drive us out of Montana when we got to Idaho, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Someone else take over. <laughs> you uh, you or Mike was asleep in the back. I don't remember who, but like, oh, God, Montana is terrifying to drive through at night. I've done it five times, yeah. <laughs> yep. You're like, I've done it more than you, Dave. Shut up. Including the time when I got that big 12-passenger van mm-hmm. that only had four gears. <laughs> so we literally had to we were trying to do 70 or 80 in this van and it was just we were getting single digits miles per gallon yeah you're like i can't do this guys it's like guys we literally cannot do this we will run out of gas yeah before we get to the next gas station and no i do not want to run out of gas in the middle of montana in the middle of the night it's it's those places where you drive past a sign and it's like next rest stop 70 miles Mm mm-hmm and you're like Shit. Yeah, Mo was wondering the first time I went to Montana. I was like, we, I'm like, we need to stop at a at a um like a welcome center. It's like, why? I'm like, because I want to get a freaking map of Montana so I know exactly where all the rest stops are. <laughs> want to know oh, where all the man. you know where all the exits are that could possibly have gas stations and where all the rest stops are. Yeah, because there aren't many. No, especially the ones that are you know full season rest stops too. Yep. Okay, so that's with the DC fast charger. For AC charging, your 240-volt, 32-amp mobile charger yeah. uh, will add 14 miles to, of range to the standard battery in an hour and should that's charge the pack from 15 not, to 80% in 14 hours. That's not a lot. That's that's not very much charge for the time. No. So, nope. What I need is to wait for like the next step in battery tech. And Tesla keeps, like, hinting that they're working on it and be like, we got it. We're almost there. We almost got it. And then not having it. So you know about the uh, the Torch Club stuff, right? I've talked about that, right? Probably. Kind of like a TED Talk with a nice dinner? Yeah. Um, the guy who spoke... He presented on, like, security there or something. He, well, I, I, I presented on what happens. You know, I showed a one-minute video of me buying something on Amazon. And then I spent the next hour breaking that one minute video down. Okay. Um, And then my video crashed halfway through my presentation, like hard crashed to the laptop. Oh, no. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Um, The guy who did this last one, though, um, he started up a a solar company that works with non-government entities um, because most of the savings with solar is the tax credits. Yes. Well, if you're a church and you don't pay taxes, taxes. it doesn't, that, that you know. doesn't give you very much. Yeah. I mean, yes and no. Like, it also, you know, is, like, better for the environment. Yes. But he's a for, he's a, he is a for-profit company. Yeah. So his company is the one who's actually buying the solar and buying all the equipment and getting the tax credits, and he's leasing it to the... Um, churches. The, to the churches, and then after five years, which is the end of the federal tax credits, he um, he basically you know sells it to the church 
minus his, you know, percentage of cut, which is still, you know, less money than they, than they would have spent buying the panel. Yeah. However, so he's like, the church can still, you know, get a discount and technically get the federal tax credits. But, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, when he explained him, like, that is a brilliant idea. But anyway, so, you know, solar panel time. So I'm sitting there going like, hey, what about Tesla? And, you yeah. know, what about the what about the power walls? And what about his um, uh, the the shingle ones? <laughs> the solar roof. The solar roof. <laughs> the guy just looked at me and he's like, you know, it's I always hate to, you know, speak ill of the competition, but Elon's full of shit. And I'm just like <laughs> Yeah, no, there's a there's a lot of people who agree with you on that one. And he's like, Look, yep. I drive a Tesla. I I drive a Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> and he, so yeah, so all all those like oh new battery technology and new he's like, you, you know, just it's it's not there yet. It's it's in theoretically yes in the labs yes but practicality yes still not so there yet. That's like that's what I'm I'm waiting for right like yep. I've accepted my next car will probably be an electric car. Ideally, it's a self driving one. Yes. Like the when I bought this car, I was like, this is pro- I I hope this is the last car that I need to learn how to drive like that I'm going to drive. Yeah, that's the like question my is next like car to drive for me. Is is Isaac gonna have to learn how to drive? Um, fifteen well, years? No, ten? No, wait. He's oh, turning yeah, four. About, he's turning four, so about ten to eleven years is when you want him to start learning. Uh, my guess is, yeah, not because he will like have to, but because you and Kate are his parents. Mm-hmm. And I mean, are you gonna not teach your kid how to drive? No, I'm gonna teach him how to drive. Yeah. Now Isaac's kids probably not have to learn no. how to drive. But yeah, so the other the other kicker on this thing is the Ford pickup here. <clears throat> uh, yeah, the Lightning. Yes, the baseline baseline price. Oh god, it's got to be so much. Hit me with it. Uh $40,000. What? Basic models with the standard battery packed aimed at commercial use, $40,000 before tax credits. That's how much is a normal F one hundred and fifty standard package? I, I don't know. I'll have to look that up. F one hundred and fifty base price twenty eight thousand nine forty. Yeah, so it's only adding twelve thousand dollars to the price of the car. Mm-hmm. And that, like I said, that's before the tax credits. So uh, Ford Lightning XLT with the standard battery pack will start at fifty two thousand, but that's the four door version. So yeah, so. <laughs> Ford's coming out with an electric pickup and that Cybertruck. Yep. I think he drove it around when he was in New York. I mean, okay. I I was, I don't know. I was excited when um, Ford mentioned, you know, Ford announced they were doing this. They said, like, here's the, the Lightning. Um, but I, I, just, I can't. I need it to have a 400-mile range if I'm going to drive from here to Ann Arbor. Well, that hasn't happened yet. Nope. The Model Three Although, not even have are that. Are the superchargers like are so DC? It sounded like it could charge very quickly with DC. Ten minute charge gets you forty miles. Yeah, that's that's a bit. Was it? All right, where where did I shoot? Did I close the tab? All right, hold on. Yep, recent tabs. Reload. Thank you. Uh, charge from fifteen percent to eighty percent in forty four minutes. Right, but how much distance did you get from the ten minute charge? Forty one miles. So, yeah, I mean, if it's got a range of 240, 
Uh, that puts you at 16 short, so that's four stops for 10 minutes each. Probably call it five stops. I mean, that still adds an hour to your trip. Yes. For a six-hour trip. Let's see. The Model S Long Range Plus can supposedly cover 402 miles. Now we're talking. Except I would have to own a pickup truck. Well, no, no. The, the Model Model S. Oh, Tesla, Tesla. Tesla Model, Model S. S Long Range Plus. Okay, but that's like $70,000, right? Let's see. Let's see if I can get a price on that baseline. Tesla Model S Long Range. Yeah, $70,000. That's just the Model S. Long range is eighty thousand. Oh, geez. I'm not spending eighty thousand dollars on a car. At least not while I'm making what I'm making. Well, Dave, what you need to do is just get another vaccine in Ohio and win that million dollar lottery that they're doing. Why are they doing a million dollar lottery in Ohio? Because they need people to get vaccines. Are people not getting vaccinated in Ohio? Yes, until they learned so that they could be entered in a lottery to win a million dollars and then they're suddenly actually getting vaccinated it's amazing what you can do with a financial incentive (sighs) instead of you know the incentive of not dying yeah that's surprisingly uh not very like good incentive you'd think it would be it's not no if they can't see the thing that's, like, threatening to kill them, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you put a gun up to their head and say, get the vaccine or I shoot you, a bunch of them would probably, like, get the vaccine. Yes. Oh, we're all fucking stupid, Andy. No, 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 no. People are stupid. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Oh, okay. Was that Men in Black? Is that what that's from? A person can be smart. People are dumb, scared, something animals. Yeah. Yeah. Men in black, person can be smart. A person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals. That was pretty close. Damn, that was a good movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> God, that was a cartoon that I should watch again. Men in black? Yeah, there was a cartoon, Men in Black. Yeah, I know there was a cartoon, Men in Black. It wasn't, like, great. It was interesting. Ah, oh, so speaking of boatloads of money. Uh, yeah. Warner Media and Discovery are merging. Wait a minute. Hang on. I'm still um, hung on seeing the cartoon of Men in There are so many better cartoons than Men in Black. I know. I, I have, It was, have it was you, a have fun little cartoon. Have you seen the new DuckTales? No. Have you seen the new DuckTales? No, I have not seen the new DuckTales. Watch the new DuckTales. Do that instead of watching Men in Black. No, legit, like, watch the new DuckTales. It is friggin' hilarious. Have they done a new Tales spin? Uh, there's an episode in the new DuckTales that is Tailspin. Oh. Kit Cloudkicker. Don Carnage. I, I get, no. I... Don Carnage is a villain in DuckTales. Okay, anyway, sorry, you were saying something about one of our topics. Probably yes. about uh, Warner Media and Discovery. Yes. Uh, AT&T bought Time Warner for, I think, $106 billion. Okay. They, uh, in this agreement, they are spinning off Warner Media to Discovery yep. for $43 billion. Woo! So do you think okay. AT&T got their, uh, their 60 bill- yeah, $16 billion? I mean, AT&T is, I don't know, man. There's so many backroom, like, 
side things with this anyway. Like, oh shit, Discovery Media is a lot of things. Yes. They're food TV and HGTV. Mm-hmm. This sounds like bad news. Also, Amazon is looking at buying MGM. Oh, jeez. <sighs> Man, everybody's going after Disney. I feel like this Warner Media Discovery merger is to yeah. basically, you know, shot Offset. across the bow of Disney Plus. Yeah. And Amazon buying MGM. I feel like Amazon's buying MGM for their um movies. Yeah, for their library. Yeah, for their library. So that any MGM movie you want to watch, you'd have to go to Amazon. Yep. See, but like wouldn't it be better for MGM and Dis- better for the consumers? For MGM and Discovery to stay, like, private, independent, and license their shit on both platforms? Like, isn't that the, the better choice for the consumer? For the consumer, yes. Because if everything becomes locked to different streaming sites, then we're just back to cable with more steps. Yeah. And if we're back to cable with more steps, then welcome back, BitTorrent. <laughs> Yep, it's just a lot. It's a lot easier to catch the people though who are are pirating. Yeah, who who are the sources of the pirating? Because I mean, you could set something. Oh, you could embed a special like yep. code into the. Yeah, they've been doing that with the uh, screeners that they send out for the Oscars now. Most of the most of the Oscar screeners are actually streamed from a source. So you don't actually have any physical copies, which makes it slightly harder to get the um, screener copies of the Oscar stuff. But even then, yeah, most of the screener stuff and the streaming stuff, you could easily embed some sort of sub-audible tone. I mean, heck, radio does that all the time. What do you mean that, radio does? There's sub-audible tones in my radio? Are you spying on me, Andy? Uh, is Madison a PPM market or no? Let me look. I don't why would I know? How would I know? I'm looking that up right now. Give me two seconds. Uh, Madison, Arbitron Market 171. Nope. You are um, diary still. If you lived in one of the top 50 markets, then instead of filling out the diaries of who's on, you know, um, you know what stations you listen to, you'd basically have a little pager on your thing there. And it's listening for sub-audible tones and that's that's what it's recording okay so i should really just like throw a spectrum analyzer up on the radio well no like i said your your market in madison doesn't matter you're number 93 oh Oh, okay you know we're talking grand rapids detroit that size who is who is uh who is the last 50 uh milwaukee's 42 so milwaukee's got um ppm yeah, million and a half population, it looks like. Actually, no, smallest one is a million. Hartford, Connecticut. Mm. So yeah, your, your population would literally have to double before... <laughs> before we'd crack the top 50. Yes. Okay. But the technology does exist. That's what I'm saying. It's, it'd be a lot... <laughs> pirating from a streaming site could be pretty easy to watermark it. Yeah. You know what I wish was watermarked in some way? What? The Bad Batch. Because one of the characters' name in the Bad Batch is the same as the wake word for my Alexa device. <laughs> so every episode, at least once, they wake up my device. Which, yeah, no, Amazon would go in and they did that right after that South Park episode came out. Yep. 
They also did it for one of their commercials. Yep. All right, Andy, what's going on at Google I.O.? We we gave people a cliffhanger last week where we're like, hey, Google I.O. is this week. And we'll talk about it next time because we have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, Android 12. Wait, stop. Google, stop. What are you doing? <laughs> Speaking of wake words and virtual devices. All right. What's, what happened at Google I.O.? Uh, first thing was uh, Android 12 beta is out. Woo! So, Dave, since you have a Pixel phone, you could... Probably, I, could oh, I could go get the beta? Yep. Pass. Yeah, no, I, I, I would not like to make my phone possibly, you know, crash. I mean, I, I did that. Like, on the older devices, I would grab, like, the developer version and throw it on. And you know what? Pass. I will wait for it to be finished. So it's it's a pretty big redesign. I mean, cool, great. Yeah. I have to learn the phone again. Keeps me on my toes. Yep, I'm cool with it. Um, so the the big thing that I was excited about was they were talking. Remember how we talked about a Wear OS? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They're officially saying that Samsung, Fitbit, and Google, especially since you know Fitbit is owned by Google. Well, yeah, Google bought Fitbit. Um, the three of them are combining to basically finally get their heads out of their asses and do something with Wear OS. What? No. They couldn't do that. That would mean, like, actually paying attention to the mobile, like, watch market. Which, you know, you, you, you let Apple eat your lunch way too long. Apple didn't even do, like, a good job of it. I know, but Google like, had Google had nothing on the Android side. Google was there first. I know, which is weird, right? And then they just kind of sat on it because they're like, we don't know what to do with this and we don't know how to handle this. And well, screw it. And then Apple came in and didn't know any better than Google. Let's be clear. Apple had no clue what they were doing. They had better marketing. Excuse me. Okay, so everyone's coming together. They're trying to figure out what this will look like. Good. Yep when can I, like, buy it? I assume I can't load it onto my, like, Moto 360 Gen 2. Probably not. So I need a new watch. Well, we'll wait until, um, what, September, October, when the the phone announcement comes out? Yeah. I mean, maybe it's CES, but that's not till what, January next year? Mm-hmm. That's what, well, they, they announced the Pixel phones in September. Yeah, but... August, but September. They won't announce the watch. You think they would? If there's like a Pixel phone and a Pixel watch that comes out at the same time? Why does that number look familiar? What number? Oh, you got a phone call. That's my guess. Yeah. Like what number? Phone number. That's, yeah, it's got to be a phone number. 7674. Oh, that's that stupid. I know what that is. We have a remote control down in cold water and something's going funky with it. Called out like 40 times last night for no apparent reason. What? Yeah, I don't know. I thought I had uh, shut it off, but somehow it seems to have turned itself back on again. So I'll have to uh, I'll have to figure out how to turn it back off again. We'll see how that goes. Okay. Uh, other news out of Google I.O. There's a new redesign of what I presume to be Material Design. They're calling it Material U. Mm-hmm. So expect all of your icons and buttons to change their, like, the rounding of the corners and what the icons look like, but they'll all be the same thing. Um, then they made Lambda. 
That was weird. So it's like an AI conversation bot? Question mark? I guess so. Model? I like, I, what is it? Well, it was Pluto talking about Pluto stuff. And it was also a paper airplane. Oh, I see. They were going to tie it into the Google Assistant. Oh. So that the Google Assistant will be more aware of, like, what you're talking about. I keep on trying to use Google Assistant, and it's... What? Yeah. I keep keep trying to use Google Assistant, and most of the time it's just, hey. Yeah. So, like, I can sort of do some Star Trek-y things with my my, uh, Alexa and my Google Home. Like, kind of, right? I can say, you know, like, volume up, volume down, increase lights, play music by this artist. But, like, this would be the next level of, like, play me something light and fun uh, and energetic. And it'll be like, sure, boom. Uh, What else? Uh, Okay, so they're doing 3D imaging for Google video chats. It's... It's a little more than just 3D imaging. Have you, like, heard slash read about this yet? I thought it was just 3D imaging. Is it more than that? For Project Starline? Yeah. So it's a chat booth. It's it's the technologies that surround, like, a, a combination of things. Um, 3D image processing, so, like, capturing a 3D image, compressing and transmitting that data, and displaying a 3D image on a screen. A glasses-free 3D image on a screen. Okay. So the idea is it's for video conferencing, and if you have a like the right setup, it looks like the person is in the room with you. Like, scarily accurate. Hmm. So that's what Starline is. It's not just, like, general 3D imaging. It's using 3D imaging and capture and processing and transmittal for video conferencing. It's about a year and a half too late. Google Photos added a lock folder. So all the sexy photos that someone sends to you or you send to someone, you can put into a little private folder so that people scrolling through your pictures won't see them. That's good, I guess. Yep. Generally, that that would be good. Or Google Assistant stuff. Yeah, whatever. Android 11 for Chromebooks? (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, Google allowing you to reset your password from within the password storage thing. Oh, well, that would be easy. Yep. Because there's... I still... I hate to say it. I still haven't gotten through all of my uh, passwords. I have too many. Yes. You're telling me. Ooh. A lot of Firebase updates. That's awesome. That is not something that the general populace is going to care anything about. (laughs) Yeah, I was looking at this new, uh, they're basically trying, I guess, to do their own version of GitHub. What? Google, called like the developer library or something like that. That's, why would you need your own GitHub? GitHub, oh, because GitHub's owned by Microsoft. Ding, 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 ding. I suppose that's that's probably why. Probably why, which. But then you have open source alternatives like GitLab. Okay, there's the master <laughs> code number. All right. I'm just going to kill the remote control until Monday. <laughs> Because it, it just called me again. Oh. <laughs> I just had to find the um, the master control number to actually shut off the uh, alarms function. Yeah. Because that's something, you, you know, I don't want the uh, the DJs to have. 
So speaking of Microsoft, yeah, um, <clears throat> Xbox is announcing the console purchase pilot. The what? The console purchase pilot, which is a horrible name. Console purchase pilot. Yes. Today we're introducing. Don't I normally a... purchase my consoles? Well, um, since you know the consoles, <laughs> good luck finding one. Yeah. Um, U.S.-based Xbox insiders can hop on their Xbox One to register for the pilot, which allows them a shot at reserving the right to purchase a new Xbox console when they come available. But you can only do it through your Xbox. So you have to have one to get one. Yes, you have to have your Xbox One. You sign into the program on your Xbox One, and if you're selected... To you know, to give be given the option of purchasing your new Xbox Series X slash S, right? Um, you go through the Xbox console itself to purchase it. So they're trying to cut the scammers out of the loop. But you have to already own an Xbox. Yes, you already have to own an Xbox One. So for those of us who skipped out on the Xbox One, too bad, so sad. Like, yes, you'll have to have a luck. You'll have to buy an Xbox One in order to. Basically get in the lottery to buy an Xbox Series X. There have to be better ways to handle scammers. Not even scammers, just resellers, right? They aren't all scammers. No, no, yeah, they're they're price gougers, resellers. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so you have to... Um, yeah. Oh, God, really? Again? We gotta wrap this up so I can turn this stupid thing off. <laughs> are, are we close to it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, see, and you were worried about topics. I'm always worried about topics. Yeah. Well, now we've got a topic called pile of ice cream. What is a pile, Andy? <laughs> what is a pile, Andy? Oh, oh, it's literally labeled, what is a pile, comma, Andy. Okay. Yeah. No, I told you what I was going to name it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I see it. There's no way to change it. That you know of. No, you you showed me the one time to do it. I gotta dig that out of the thing, you know. Do you, do you have a bookmark of it somewhere? Uh, no. Oh no, you can't change it. Uh, I believe it's my review. Yes. I could review some gross-ass jelly beans <laughs> that showed up in the mail. <laughs> but I think what I'd like to review is the Lampin Black Poster Frame. A 17-inch magnetic poster frame. Not even frame. Really, it's a poster hanger. So, here's the thing. I've been doing a lot of... Um, are, are you familiar with, like, sometimes it's called 5D painting or diamond painting? Yes, I think. Okay, hang on. I'll, sh- I'll send you a picture. Uh, one second. All right, you should have a picture of it. It's these little plastic dots that you stick to paper. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to turn off the transmitter. Well, not turn off the transmitter, that'd be bad. But stop the transmitter from calling you. Okay. I think I turned it off. We'll see. Yeah? We'll, we'll see if it calls me back again. Okay. If it calls you back after you've turned it off, like, at what point are we reaching the, like, wait a minute, did an AI install itself God, in the, you, the transmitter you, and it's trying to contact the only person it knows? Do you know how old this remote control unit is? <laughs> Do you know how old the oldest AI could be? I don't know. How old could the oldest AI be? I don't know, Andy. The Okay, so the last revision for this manual? Yeah. Uh, 2004. So that was, that was the last update. 
was 2004. I mean, sure. But, like, is it connected to a data line anywhere? It's connected to a phone line, hence how it's calling me. Right. And that does the phone line have the ability to... I mean, you can clearly program it, because you can call it, and, and I assume it's with, like, touch tone codes. Yep. DT, the, uh, DTMF. What's, what's the... Um, it's got to be, like, dial tone something something, but I don't care. What's the mech method of upgrading it? Do you have to physically install new software? Yes. Actually, okay. I, you, um, uh, no, I, it would, it's an actual honest to goodness. I would have to crack the box open and pull out an actual honest to goodness IC chip. Circuit board. Okay. Yeah. And, and put a new one in. All right. So it's probably not an AI then. No. It's not like an AI, a rogue AI could upload to it. So no, I guess the that, only other thing is like some gamma ray hit one of the ICs and knocked a bit. And now there's an artificial intelligence there. I don't know. Uh, DTMF is dual tone multi-frequency. Okay. That was, that was close. Dial tone, dual tone, same yep. thing, really. Because each of the keys is a two-tone signal. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Anyway, so... Picture. Okay, you diamond sent me a dots. picture. Well, dot, dot painting. Diamond dot is a brand of the dot painting. Oh my god, this would drive me insane. Would it? Because it's, it's all little and fiddly? Yes. Yep. Yep. So anyway, I've I've been I started doing these about a year ago, and I've I've kind of been doing them a little more and more and working on them, and now I've got like three D printed containers for my trays, uh, courtesy of a friend of mine, and I'm working on bigger and better pictures. Um, and I finished one recently that I, because I like just stopped doing it took over a year to do. Like, I started it, okay, almost a year. I started it last June and just finished it, and I wanted to hang it up. Um, Now, the first one of these that I finished, to hang it up, I actually got it. It's on canvas, right? This this paper that you see that's clipped to the screen, this is canvas. Okay. So I got a canvas stretching framing kit, and I stretched the canvas, and I had never done that, and I did an okay job with it, but, like, it was a lot of work. And so I wanted to see if there was something better or easier to frame or hang a picture with uh, for this next one that I'm sending you that I did finish. And so I went online and I searched for different ways to do this, and I found these magnetic poster hangers. Wait a second, we have these. The magnetic poster hangers? or the Yes, dots? yes we do. Hold on one second. Yeah, we I, got- I think he means the hangers. Yeah, we got two of those. Of the hangers. Of the hangers, yes. Not not okay. of your artwork. Yeah, or the, the dots in general. Yeah. Um, so they were 13 bucks, and they, like, they come in different sizes, right? There's like yep. anything from 8 inches to 36 inches, um, and it's just four bars of painted wood with some earth, like rare earth magnets in it uh, that are surprisingly powerful little magnets. Oh, yeah. And you just clip it to the top and clip it to the bottom, and it's non-destructive because it just sits on the paper. It doesn't, like, bite into it. And it is effing fantastic. Like, it it was perfect for what I needed. Yeah, no, these things were great because we got, um, uh, I think it was the Lindsleys, got us some posters, Scratch-off posters, kind of like, you know, the, the world maps. Hey, scratch off this country after you visit it sort of thing. This yeah. one's books and movies. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, the thing was, though, they were coiled up in poster 
tubes. So trying to flatten them out was not... Yeah, so they, they were all curled up. Yep. And, you know, we can't put them in, like, a frame because we, we, you want to be you able to... You want to scratch act, them off. You want to scratch them off, yeah. You got to get to them. Yeah. So we got these so, things on here. You know, ability to scratch them off works fine. And because of the weight of the wood on the bottom, over time it has slowly, you know, straightened, straightened out the them. curl. Nice. Added bonus. Yep. So yes, no, I I like these. They they look good too. They're they're very simple. They kind of go with our uh, dark wood motif that we have going on here. So yes, no, I these I I I also approve of these. Yeah, like I I'm very pleased with them. They were super easy to use, um, and just like they they took no time and effort to put up, and they are fine. Like you know, at some point the thing is going to weigh too much for it, but. The, the canvas with the beads is not that. So, like, I, you know, there's there's an upper limit to how much you're going to be able to put onto this. Mm-hmm. But I'm not there. And so, yeah, I'm totally okay with them. In fact, I'm going to order two more because I just realized I have two more posters that I could put up in my office at work. And I would like to do so. So there you go. Um, the Technically, the brand that I got is the Lanpin, which is L-A-N-P-N. But like, yes, I've never heard of this brand before, so I'm guessing ours are different. It's more that I'm reviewing the concept of this as opposed to the specific brand. Yeah, it's like the (laughs) I was actually just looking up something on Amazon. What was I looking up? Oh, um, somebody broke one of the Wi-Fi USB dongles. Oh, no. for, For one of our remote units, which, you know, it's it's a custom OS for the remote unit. So, you know. You know, just buying generic Wi-Fi modules, hit or miss. Um, So I emailed the company, and he's like, actually, you know what? We're actually going to be transitioning off from the old one to the new one. P.S. Here's the brand. I searched for the brand on eBay, and I got three results, all at three different price points, for the same exact item. Yeah. So, yeah, no. It's like, yeah. No, I... (laughs) There's a lot of things out there. They're all doing the same thing. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, it's it's even just like they're all contracted from the same company in China, and they just put a different name on it. Hey, it's like LCD screens. Yep. Yeah, literally the same man. screen from the yep. same factory, just two different names. Yep. Oh, LCD screens, LED, what was that? We were supposed to be making LED screens out here. Yes. <laughs> at the Foxconn plant. Mm-hmm. That didn't really happen. All right. Uh, random topic. Random topic, rolled ahead of time. If you could have anyone from NPR as a guest on the show, who would it be? Peter Sagal. Ooh, that's a good one. I assume they're talking like NPR hosts, right? Like yes. specific, like I mean, alternatively, like who's the president of NPR? That would also be kind of fun to get on the, the show. Like, I want to know what they think about day-to-day. I can't imagine, Andy, the conversation that you'd have with, like, the chief technology architect of NPR. Oh, man, NPR's R&D department. NPR has an R&D department? Yes, NPR has an R&D department. Trying to see if I can find it here. Like, I I imagine there's a number of people off the air that you'd love to just sit down with. Trying to remember what the heck they called there. Group, God, I, they they did a lot of stuff with um, 
HD radio and some other things like that. And a lot of the um, the NPR One app, too. I suppose, yeah, they've got to have some developers for, for their web stuff. Yep. But, yeah. I'm, I mean, I still go with... So, way back when we started doing RA Podcast, one of my, like, wow, if this were ever to, like, really take off, how would I know, right? What would be the key thing that told me RA Podcast took off? And it was that Andy and I would be asked to be on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. <laughs> That's That was my marker of, like, yeah, we, we did something. Like, we made a thing. I've kind of given up on that. I don't think Andy and I are... I don't think they're going to be desperate enough for Andy and me. Mm-hmm. But if they asked us to be on it, um, wait, wait, don't tell me, I'd, I'd just, like... I'd be thrilled. So I'm going with Peter Sagel. Part of me wants to go... I, I, I feel like that's kind of cliche, but I kind of want to take Terry Gross. She was my second choice. Yeah. I Like I said, I, like, I feel like that's cliche, though. What, interviewing the interviewer? Yeah. Don't worry about cliche. Oh, uh, also, Jonathan Colton, I'd do. Oh, yeah, because he's on um, Ask Me Another, isn't he? Yeah. Which yeah. is technically on NPR. So, you know, I'd go with him. No, that's that's also a good choice, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I got. What about you, Andy? You got Terry Gross. Anyone else? Oh, God, now i got to look through this list. <laughs> Which then the oh, other question well, becomes, okay. personalities off the top of your head. Ira Glass. Well, the, the other question, though, becomes, okay, you know, are they technically an NPR, you know, Versus PRI. Versus, you know... Well, what does the question ask? If you could add anyone from NPR as a guest on the show, who would it be? So it doesn't say anyone who works at NPR. No, that's true. And there's a lot of this NPR This says anyone things. from NPR. Now, I'm, I'm still taking that to be like they're a regular on a show on NPR and or affiliated with NPR in some way. That like, I want this person because they guest starred on Car Talk. And therefore, they're part of NPR. Uh, Ari Shapiro would be good to talk to. Yeah. Uh, shoot. What are the two? Ira Flato. I'd love to get Ira Flato. NPR is what I listen to on my way to work. And my way home. So that's, I that's actually, what do I, what do I catch? Oh, who's, the, who, uh, who does 1A? Who does 1A? Who does 1A? Jen White's the current host. I don't know, but we should probably wrap this up, Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, if I really had somebody, Joshua Johnson would be um, the first one. Would be another one there, but technically he doesn't work for NPR anymore, because now he's got a job on TV. Okay. So. Peter Sagel's what I'm going with. No, that's, that's a good one. All right. Well, folks, that's a wrap. Calling it, Andy calling it this has been another episode of the random access podcast if you have any questions comments concerns corrections suggestions remarks reviews rebukes retorts or just rants feel free to contact us you can find us on twitter at rapodcast or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net thank you for listening Mm -hmm.